This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly mourned and in robes of light arrayed guarded thee while thou slept lest I forget Gethsemane lest I forget thine agony lest I forget thy love for me lead me to Calvary Let me, like Mary, through the gloom, come with a gift to thee. Show to me now the empty tomb, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony. Lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for thee, even thy cup of grief to share. Thou hast borne all for me, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Oh, how he loves you, oh, how 
Good evening, good neighbors. This is the ministry of three churches and one parish, Neighbors United in Christ, with Little Falls, Deronda, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. Singers are Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague. And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. We'll be coming to you on 6 o'clock on Wednesdays to uh, share a Lenten service. At uh, 6.15, for those who want to join us at worship, we're, this next Sunday we'll, or next Wednesday we'll be at uh, Deronda Lutheran. What we're doing is we're taking different people on their journey to the cross. Last, on Ash Wednesday, we followed Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. This time we're going to take Mary, the mother of Jesus. So let's continue with the call to worship. God's law revives the soul. God's decrees make fools wise. God's precepts make our hearts rejoice. God's word is more desirable than gold. Let us confess our, our sin and hear the words of absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of love, when we look inward and are honest with ourselves, we see where we have lived as though you are not our God. We have sought after our own gain rather than the good of all. We have not loved you or our neighbors as ourselves. We have betrayed and denied you. And what we have done and not done. Create in us a clean heart, O God, that we might become what you have called us to be. I declare to you your forgiveness from God. God, whose unfathomable love went to the cross for our sake, now forgives us all our sins and welcomes us all over again into the promise of eternal life in Christ's name. Amen. Continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, you speak to us and guide our ways through your word. Inspire us by the Holy Spirit to dig deep and be transformed by the love, grace, power, and wisdom we find in your scriptures, that we might as changed people carry forth your vision of peace and justice into our community and the world. In Jesus' name we pray. The scripture passage goes takes us all the way back to the birth of Jesus at Luke 1, where Mary has just met Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is also pregnant with John the Baptist. And when she sees Mary, the, her John the Baptist leaped in her womb. And then Mary gives us this song. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 
He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his prosperity forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. The reading or the gospel for the night. I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. And my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Before thy throne I spend When I kneel in prayer And with thee, my God I commune as friend with friend Draw me nearer Nearer, blessed Lord To the cross where thou hast died Draw me nearer Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. 
as we look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, and her journey to the cross, we can only speculate on a few things, but we also see some things that are helpful for us to understand even ourselves, maybe as parents and in our lives and following Jesus. When we first see Mary in the scriptures, they give the genealogy, but then they uh, speak about an angel coming to her and talking about her becoming the parent of the Messiah. And at first, Mary is greatly troubled. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. We see that again so many times in the scriptures. I think 360 times we hear, do not be afraid. But Mary was worried. It put her in an awkward spot and not being married, never having slept with a man. How was she going to explain this? How are people going to receive her? What's going on? She felt like she was a handmaiden, somebody who was low, a low estate. But soon as she hears Gabriel, the angel talk to her, as she hears Joseph being talked to also by the angel, she becomes comfortable with understanding that something very, very special was going on. So the next time we see her is visiting Elizabeth, and the first thing she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. She was now excited about what was to happen. As so many people who got to know who Jesus was, that first reaction of being in awe, being excited, thinking about what was going to happen as he healed people and as he took care of folks and as he preached his words of the coming of the kingdom of God. This was exciting. She said, not only my soul magnifies the Lord, but then she moves on to, my spirit rejoices. This was an exciting time. And then she says, and I will be blessed to all generations. She knew something of significance had happened. So that's the exciting part of Mary's story. To have a baby and to know that great things were going to be happening. But she even talks here about the mission of Jesus in this Messiah in ways that Jesus was to talk about later. She says he would put down the mighty. Those who are exalted would be of low estate or degree. He would fill the hungry with good things, but the rich would be sent away empty. In other words, Jesus was kind of turning the world upside down, and Mary, even in this time before Jesus was born, is also expressing how this Messiah was different. The first shall be last, and the last first, which we hear in the text of the Gospels, that Jesus spoke. She was starting to echo that theme even before he was born. She knew her history. She talked about Abraham and how from generation to generation that now the Messiah was coming. So there were things that she knew and it was exciting to see. And she, even as the shepherds and the others at the Christmas story, they talk about she kept things in her heart. But then she became exiled. They went to Egypt. In many ways, they ran for their lives, being warned that Herod was after them. 
and spent time as an immigrant in another country. And it wasn't until Herod had died that it was she and Jesus and Joseph were able to move back to Israel. And then, of course, you have how human she was, and when you see they go to the temple and Jesus gets lost, or he wasn't lost, but they didn't know where he was, and there he was talking with the elders and priests and astounding them with his wisdom. She was both frustrated that he hadn't probably, well, that they didn't know where he was and they had to come back, and yet she had to be excited as she heard how her son was so wise at the age of 12. She didn't always understand, though. Uh, the song of, uh, that's been popular is Mary Did You Know is a song that speaks to that. And we need to remember she was a mother. And she had things that she was concerned. And as she watched and heard what Jesus did, the healings and everything else that went on, and how John the Baptist had gone before him and had brought crowds, and now Jesus was in a place that John had foretold. But a chill must have gone down her spine when she heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. What was to happen to her son? After all, John the Baptist was the one who was introducing Jesus as the Messiah. John the Baptist was a great prophet. And now that was gone. And now the heavy load that Jesus carried of people calling him the Messiah, crowding around him, always around him, how was he going to handle that? In fact, at one point, her and the other kids came and wanted to take Jesus away. And Jesus says, who are my brothers and my sisters and my mother but those who follow me? But Jesus, or Mary kept following Jesus and how her heart must have been broken at the crucifixion. She was there. She heard the words. She saw her son die. And she must have been asking God, what are you doing? God was doing more than she knew. But questions remain. What next? Maybe that's where we step in and we come with our questions. We come with our questions when death strikes somebody dear to us, or sickness happens, or separation. Anything that causes trouble to our hearts and minds and we can't understand why. Don't we ask, what is God doing? Don't we wonder, how can this be good? How can anything good come out of this? Why me? Why them? They didn't seem to do anything wrong. It just happened. Or did it? We struggle with those questions, don't we? Those are questions we need to ask at this time. And as we follow Mary, we see somebody who knew that Jesus 
was the Messiah, had even talked about the things that he would do and understood that, but she had to ask questions too. How does this happen and how does this fit into God's plan? As the disciples that struggled with those questions, Mary did too, because after all, there's nothing worse than a parent seeing their child die. Especially with anger and hate when he was supposed to be loved and appreciated and cared for. What is God doing? I think Mary asked that question. And I think we asked that question. And so we go into Lent, listening to the Holy Spirit to guide us. To guide us through our questions, our hurts, our struggles, our misunderstandings, or our not understanding at all. But God is always doing a work greater than we know. Even in our best moments, we might catch a glimpse. But God is so much bigger and doing so much more. May we, like Mary, follow Jesus. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree. From sin to set me free, someday he's coming back. What glory that will be Wonderful his love to me And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Jesus, keep me near the cross, there a precious fountain, free to all a healing stream, flows from Calvary's mountain. In the
Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Dear